Welcome back to the Fitness Fee podcast. I'm Fee and this podcast is for anyone who is interested in nutrition, fitness and mindset. If you want to feel more in control, enjoy living your life while reaching your goals, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it and let's get into the episode. Hello, I know it's been a while. It does feel like it's been a long time since we've had a chat. And funnily enough, today is Wednesday. I always seem to like record these podcasts on a Wednesday. It's my like, it's that time of the week when I feel like thoughts start popping in my head and then I'm going to like record a podcast and get the waffles down. So today I'm going to talk about the things that I've learned as a coach um, at what, the people that are the most successful, what is it that they do differently versus the people that are not successful when on a weight stroke fat loss journey? Um, so I'm going to go through the things that come up the most that I come across with my own clients, with clients that I coach with the Jane Smith Academy. So I talk to hundreds of thousands of people like literally and i know it sounds like an exaggeration but it's not i literally chat to thousands of people every single week and there you can see what it is that the most successful people do and what the people do that struggle the most and why they struggle so i'm going to let you into some secrets that I've got and some of these might really resonate with you and you might be like yep that is definitely me um and then I'm going to tell you like how you can maybe look at changing something that you do now um and how you could look at things slightly different in a different light and maybe think okay well I'm going to try that one thing and see if it works for me um now what he what you have to remember though is that what works for one person does not necessarily mean that it's going to work for everybody there are always going to be things that are different but there will be things that you recognize that need to change and you probably might have an idea right now in your head thinking yeah i know there's a few things that i could probably do with changing um but you might not have acknowledged that out loud to yourself or or even know how to take action on it, to be honest. And sometimes it's just having that kind of like aha moment and thinking, okay, I'm gonna give that a go and see if it works for me. If you can always bear in mind that if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means the one thing that you've tried wasn't right for you and there is another path. There is something else for you to try and you will find your way. It's just a case of maybe trying some different things. So the first thing I'm going to say is most of the people that don't succeed is because they end up in this yo-yo dieting cycle phase, which usually is super restrictions, which doesn't last for long. It's like unsustainable things, quick fixes, fads, you know, the latest diet trend, magic pills, um you know those are all the things that we know that don't work but also a lot of the time it is the actions the habits and the behaviors that we have that 
can hinder us in our fat weight loss goals. Um, so the first one that always comes to mind and that I know some people do struggle with, and it's the ones that don't plan anything. They don't plan anything in their week. They just kind of like wing it. You know, you might have um, you might have your dinners planned out roughly in your head what you're going to have to eat for the week. But, you know, you get, you get up and you're not really sure what your breakfast is going to be or you're just going to take the first thing that you can grab out the cupboard. Same with your lunches. If you're, say, you're working in an office, uh, you haven't taken anything for lunch, so you either end up going downstairs to the nearest supermarket or fast food chain and just grabbing something and it might not be the most nutritious it might be something that you don't really want to eat um so that is usually the number one thing is when people don't plan and when you don't plan you can also fall into the trap of forgetting to eat not eating especially when you're working because you haven't planned anything you haven't got anything prepared nothing ready you might be um, I don't know, more liable to pick or nibble throughout the day because you haven't planned your lunch or you didn't plan a great breakfast. So you didn't fill yourself up in the morning before you went to work. So you're like, you're a little bit hungry. So you're just nibbling. And especially if you work in an office, I mean, you could be confronted with biscuits and cakes and all sorts of things left out by other members of staff or people that visit were depending on where you work which can also then lead to you nibbling and snacking on these things because you're hungry, because you didn't prepare your breakfast or you haven't got anything to eat. And then more often you, before you realize it, you can have snacked and picked on more than you've thought about or remembered. And then you can forget what you've eaten. And then when you, you get home, you then have something else to eat and it's a you know you have your meal etc but you've forgotten about all those other things that you've ate in the day and you're telling yourself well i haven't really eaten anything today because i i barely had any breakfast and i didn't really have time for lunch and then you carry on eating in the evening as well um and usually when you find if you're not planning out your meals that generally you don't end up hitting your protein and more than likely you won't be having enough fruit and vegetable in your diet because when you when you tend to eat out like even if it's convenience foods you know sandwich from the shop with a you know packet crisps and a drink or whatever uh, on a meal deal most of them aren't very high in protein so lacking in protein is also gonna mean that you're gonna struggle because you're not going to be feeling full up. And the same with when you're not hitting your vegetables and fruit, you're not getting that fiber, the uh, vitamins and minerals that you need and the balance and variety in your diet. So that tends to be number one as a big one. Number two um, is being very restrictive. So you get into this mindset that I want, I need to lose weight. Um, I need to lose fat and to do that I am going to go to as low calories as I can possibly go um, which most people try you know 1000 1200 calories a day and that means that you your days are going to be extremely restrictive it could probably mean that you're going to skip your breakfast you're going to have a very light lunch 
and then you're going to be absolutely starving, come home, and you're just going to eat to your 1,200 calories, which is not a lot of food at all. Um, and the issues with this is that you can then end up overeating at a weekend because by the time you get to Friday, you're absolutely starving hungry and you're like, well, I've worked this hard all week and I've like, I have like felt exhausted and I've put in all this work that I am then going to like treat myself and you end up falling into that, what the hard work that you've put in and then the reward treat trap at the weekend. And that could mean takeaways, going out to a restaurant, cafe, maybe having cake and coffees maybe there's booze element in there as well going out drinking so and then obviously you get that guilt feeling again at, at the end of the weekend that you didn't stick to your super low calories so then you go back into monday into that again that super restriction and that is then the cycle that you've then created of the yo-yo dieting um the super restriction and the overeating another one that comes up not quite as often, but it does come up more than you would think, is eating to please others. Um, so this is when you may feel peer pressure or, or the need to eat food that others have offered you. So it could be, you know, you're, you want to, you're out for a meal and you feel like you are pressurized to join in or you've got uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, you don't want to look boring, but that might mean that you end up eating something that you don't actually want to eat. It's not in line with your goals. You might not actually really like it that much. Um, and you end up feeling really bad. And again, that guilty feeling from a choice that you have made that you felt that you were pushed into, but you did it because you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, didn't want to offend anybody else. And this could also be um, you know, it could be like food that other people have made for you. Like if you go around to somebody's house or or a relative and they've made like a, a cake or, or a great big meal, it could be that you feel pressurized to eat what you have been given. Um, and this is something that you do have to work on on the mindset side of things because it can really take over your life and that again that guilty fit and shame feeling of not offending other people but you're not sticking to your own goals you're not saying what you really want to say um and in that moment of feeling discomfort of telling somebody no actually i, I you know i don't want that much or I don't actually like that food. Can I have, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose something else. Um, if you were, say, out in a restaurant, then that can be quite hard. So, you know, that is another one that I'm sure some people will resonate to out there about eating to please other people. Um, this one kind of links with that is, is like not being able to say no or and if you do feel if you do say no to something or a food or a situation that you're in that you then feel negative about it that it makes you feel bad um and not seeing it as a positive um so that's when most people struggle with, when you're struggling with fat loss that you're you don't want to say no to foods or you feel that you have to say no to foods all the time. 
so that you can't if you are saying I'm on a diet therefore I can't eat cake um I've got to say no to everything that I absolutely like even though it makes you feel awful um even though you're not happy with the choice that you're making because you think it's what you should be saying that you need to be saying no to everything that tastes delicious because that's what you do when you're on a diet the next one is a very good one it's not understanding portion sizes um the calories that can be in takeaway meals foods that you eat out in a restaurant um you know things like when you go to a coffee shop you know how calorific like cakes and cookies and um brownies and uh, you know all those delicious sweet foods it's very easy to underestimate how calorific they can be the same with um like liquid calories you know how many calories are in like cocktails and booze and how many calories in some of those coffees that you can get honestly if you could if you could see the calories in some of these especially these we're coming up for this time of year the christmas drinks that get brought out from uh certain brands that i'm sure you all know who i'm talking about the calories in them if you go onto the websites and look at the calorie the calories of some of these drinks especially the larger ones it is eye-watering and i'm not actually joking when i say that some of them are will be more than you would have in a meal that is food that has volume and you're just having a liquid drink and it could have six seven eight hundred calories in it so usually this is another problem that people who are trying to um who are not sorry who are not achieving their fat loss goals is that they underestimate how many calories are is in a takeaway in an indian takeaway or a curry takeaway how many calories when you go and eat in a restaurant it's very easy to get into the mindset of like oh well i'm going to track it you go into my fitness pal and then you look for okay i'm going to have a lasagna and you find tesco's own brand lasagna in a packet that'll do tick and it's like 500 calories the food that they make in restaurants tastes absolutely delicious because of the way that they cook it and what they cook it in and that will be fats and oils because that is what makes food taste so nice and then obviously the seasoning etc but that is why it tastes delicious and they want you to taste it to t they want you they want the meal to taste delicious because they want you to come back again. So why would it not? So it's going to be way more than you estimate. And yes, there are, you know, lots of places that have calories on the menus. And it might be that when you go to a restaurant and you look at them, the things that you would assume were the lowering calories might not be. You might actually surprise yourself if you do actually have a look you might be surprised at the things that you think, well, that's not going to be very calorific. I mean, for example, I think uh, the large cotton chips at Weatherspoons, for example, uh, those of you in the UK, it's like a pub chain in the UK. I think it's about, off the top of my head last time I looked, it's about 1,300 calories. That is a lot. For some people, that is three quarters of their daily intake for one meal 
So you might have already eaten in the day. You might have already had your breakfast. You might have already had some lunch at work. And then you think, okay, I can't be bothered to cook. Let's go Weatherspoons for our tea tonight. You have fish and chips because it's a Friday night. Treat myself. I'm going to eat out. And you've like pretty much blown your calories totally out of the water. So being aware of portion sizes as well. Portion sizes, I didn't really touch on this. Portion sizes is so the volume of food that you're actually putting on your plate. Like how much do you need versus how much have you got on your plate? Um, another point is not having enough protein and vegetables in your diet for you to achieve sustainable fat loss. Um, this is something that some people are just not aware of. A lot of us, until we're actually aware of how important protein is, you're probably eating very, very little. It isn't until you become more conscious of the foods that you're eating, whether that's through writing down what you're eating or whether it's through tracking food with an app, you will then, you probably don't realize that you're not eating enough prote protein to help you on your fat loss journey. Um, so that's another one. The I've got a couple more of these. Um, the next good one is um, beating yourself up if you have a slip up or leaning into self negative talk. Um, and again, it's becoming in, it's getting into that vicious cycle of where you're not being perfect all the time. You make it, you know, you're like, yes, I'm on it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it like 100%. And you don't. And then you feel like a failure. And then you start like beating yourself up about it, saying unkind things about yourself. Um, and this can then lead to that vicious cycle of clawing back what you've, you've, you've actions you've taken with your calories going into the super low restriction. Um, and this is obviously not the best thing for you to be doing. And the last one I'm just going to touch on is motivation, relying on motivation to get the job done, to see the results. You believe that you've got no willpower um, and that you struggle to take action. And that is because you're relying on motivation. I'm going to wait. To, I'm not feeling motivated to do it right now. So therefore, I can't achieve the goal that I want. Okay, that is a really big thing. I see a lot of people saying that they're not motivated. They're not feeling like they're in the right place to do it. Um, and that, so that those are the points that I wanted to go over that most people who struggle with fat loss and weight loss have some of those more all of those maybe one or two of those things and that is the reason why that they struggle i'm now going to give you a spin on the other side of the coin of what successful people at fat loss stroke weight loss achieve and how they achieve it um and the habits and behaviors that they have in place to help them reach their goals and I'm going to start kind of from the top. And the number one thing is definitely planning. Plan your week, plan your food, plan your exercise. It doesn't mean it has to be 
100% on plan all the time because that is simply not possible. That is asking for perfection. Nobody is perfect. But planning your food will help you. It will prepare for those times when life throws you a curveball, everything goes tits up, but you still know what you're going to eat. And it can make your life so much easier. I can't underestimate how much planning can help you reach your goal. Now, planning for your food can look different for everybody. Because a lot of people like shy away from this. It makes them go, oh, I'm not doing that. I don't want to plan. I can't plan my life out. I need to be like free. This is, this is allowing yourself to be free. Because when you plan you've take away that time that you use constantly thinking about what am I going to eat next? When am I going to eat it? What's it going to look like? Am I eating enough? Uh, you know, am I still hungry? I need to eat more. I need to go and get more food. I need to go to the supermarket. Have I got time to go to the supermarket? No, I haven't. So I have to go and take, get a takeaway. Or well, what takeaway do I want? All that time and brain power and energy just zaps you up. So if you can take 10 minutes at the start of your week to plan out what even two days in front would look like, just plan. It doesn't have to be a complicated plan. It can be as simple as writing down what you know your meals are going to be. And then the next step could be actually going to the supermarket and getting the food that you want to consume, that you want to eat, that you need to prepare your meals with. You don't have to be cooking everything from scratch. You can do it as simple as you like. It could be as simple as going to the supermarket, buying yourself some frozen meals, bunging them in the freezer so that you know that when you come home from work, when you're tired and you really don't want to stand at the cooker and make a meal, you can just get something out of the freezer, pop it in a microwave, and it's done. And there are so many high-protein options out there that this is like like the time of convenience in our life like like buying food has never been as more convenient as it is now so take advantage of that um so planning your food is definitely key all right the next one is thinking about your food over a week so balanced food okay so keeping it higher in protein you know, um, are you getting your vegetables and your fruit in? Have you included something that you enjoy to eat? You know, when you're, when you're getting your meal and you're, you're plating up your meal, if that's what you're doing, you, you can like take a minute to look at your plate and go, okay, how does this look? You know, have I got some protein? Is there some vegetables there? Is what carbs have I got? You know, it's not always going to look the same every meal. But if you can do that, just like that quick look and think of that when you're, thinking about your meals over the week, then that is really going to help you. If you go for the 80-20 that we've talked about before, I've talked about it before. Um, so 80% of your food is nutritious. And then 20% is a little bit of what you fancy. If you can spread that out over a week, then you are going to feel so much better. You know, think about how the food that you're eating makes you feel. And I know that most of you can probably relate to this. If you 
I don't know, maybe go on holiday or have a few days away and you're not able to eat the foods that you normally eat. I know this is true for me. So say if I'm away for a couple of days, tend out tend to be eating out more. Choices can be more limited. I've obviously got my kids with me. So, you know, we tend to go to different places. We try, you know, try different foods, but it all does tend to be different to what you eat at home. So it might not be as many vegetables. It might not be as high in protein as what you have at home. And you can end up feeling a bit, a bit bloated, lethargic, a bit like blur because of the type of foods that you eat. So if you can think about when you plan out your meals, how are my meals going to look? Are they going to be balanced? Am I going to get higher protein? Can I keep a good variety in there? Can I add some color, get some vegetables in, some fruit? Because those type of foods make you feel better. And when you feel better in yourself, you're more likely to do other things that you want to do that are going to be health-seeking behaviors and that are going to help you towards your fat loss goal because you're going to be feeling better in yourself. So think about that, like how does your balanced food look over a week, a week's period? How balanced can you make it? Again, this one links in these two twos, is like these top two, which is planning your meals out, which is planning your meals when you go out and about, okay, which can be quite hard, especially if you don't know where you're going, if it's like last minute, that can be really tricky. But if you know in advance of what you're going to do, where you're going, especially if you know what, like what the restaurant is you're going to, you can plan the event. So you might know a week in advance that you're going to go out for a curry with your mates. You're okay, I've got a plan. I can plan for that. I could save some calories in the week towards that meal. I could maybe have a lighter breakfast on the, on the morning, or I could have a brunch. Instead of having breakfast, lunch, I'll have a brunch, but I'll make sure it's higher in protein so that when I go to the meal, I'm not going and I'm starving hungry. You might choose to not drink instead and just go for the meal and be the designated driver. So when you're going out, you have the choice to plan ahead and planning ahead will also make you or help you feel better the day after about the choices that you made because it is about the choices that you make and how they're going to make you feel and then you're going to wake up the next day thinking I feel really good about the choice that I made I went out with my friends I had a curry I ate the foods that I wanted to eat I did the things that made me feel good and I've got up today and I feel great because of those choices that I've made so think about for when you're going out and celebrating events, etc., the choices that you make can make the biggest difference. So we touched on this one. Um, so this one was, this one's quite a tricky subject. It's eating to please others. So don't eat to please others. Now this is quite hard because this is what a lot of people struggle with, people pleasing. Um, you don't want to offend anybody. But if you can try and think of it from another aspect that saying no to somebody else is actually saying yes to you and your goals. Um, and that is what is most important here. Most people forget very quickly about 
like social situations like this. So there might it might be for that period of time and it might be very short period of time that you feel a little bit of discomfort, maybe embarrassment, because that's how people usually feel that you've decided to take make a different choice to others. So if you can think about that, in that moment, it's going to pass. So that's not going to be the one thing that they ever remember about you, the fact that you chose to eat something differently or not eat what everybody else was eating because you simply didn't want to. There may be times when you decide that, yeah, okay, I do want to eat that and that's okay as well. But the choice is yours to make. So saying no to others is saying yes to yourself, your goals and what you, makes you feel good. If you, I try to get my clients because I, I have a lot of clients that have struggled with this, especially um, in the past. And I get, try to get them to think of it as a mind flip. So look at it the other way around. So if you were in that situation and you were trying to get somebody to eat food that, I don't know, say you'd made a cake and some you had a group of friends around and one of your friends said, no, I'm all right, thank you. I don't want any, you know. Would you try to make them eat that food? Um, probably most of you would say no. And I know some people out there would say, yeah, well, you know, they're like, they're a feeder. That's what they do. You know, usually you find that the people that might call you boring or why won't you eat it? What's wrong with you? Are you on a diet again? You know, those kind of comments usually come from their insecurities and it says more about them than it does about you and your actions because you're choosing to do something that you want to do and you're not doing something that others do. And the fact that you're standing up and saying that for yourself, a lot of people really struggle with that. Um, they struggle with the fact that they can't, you know, you're doing the one thing that they wish that they could do themselves. They wish they had that ability to say, no, thank you, I don't want that. Or no, thank you, I don't want that drink. Uh, you know, or that. So when you say that, just think I'm doing this for me and myself. I'm not doing this for others. Um, something that you could try if you, you know, if it's you feel you don't want to offend like family members that might have like cooked something. A good tip is, you know, say if it's a meal at a meal at somebody's house and they've piled your plate up and you're like, this is like way more than what I normally eat at home. What you could say to them is, you know, eat as much as you are comfortable eating. And then you could say to them, oh, you know, I'm really full, actually. Um, you know, could I, it was so delicious, though. I don't want it to go to waste. Could I, um, could I take it home with me? And mo you will find that most people will be like, yeah, of course you can. Like, you know, yeah, I made this delicious chicken and leek pie, of course, take it home. And you're like, great, I can have that for my lunch tomorrow. It's going to be delicious. You know, because then you're not being ungrateful because some people are like, well, I have to eat the food because otherwise I'm being ungrateful. They've gone to the effort of making this and I'm not eating it. You can still eat it. You just don't have to eat it all. And the same things with like cake. You know, you go around to your grandma's and she's baked this delicious lemon drizzle cake. And you're like, she's going to cut you out a massive slice slice and you could say actually 
I've not long had my lunch and I'm, I'm like quite full. Could I just have a tiny slither and can I take the rest home with me? And I can have that later on this evening while I'm watching the telly. Because they're not going to say no. They're probably going to go, yeah, of course you can. Take it home. Here, have half the cake. <laughs> but, you know, just doing those simple things can make them feel good and you're not making them feel bad like you're refusing the delicious food that they've cooked um and it's obviously staying in line with your goals as well um right this one we so an awareness and knowledge of calories this is really this is a big one um so this could be linked to tracking um when you track food it gives you the knowledge of how many calories and the nutritional value there are in foods which can be an eye-opener if you've never tracked food before i can guarantee you the first week or so that you do it especially if you if you don't really change anything about your diet and you just literally go in and track what you're eating which is a good way of doing it all of a sudden you can be thinking, well, I was eating this and I thought it was like healthy. And it turns out that healthy meal was like 500 more calories than you realized, which is where it can be an, a really good tool to teach you about nutrition, what is in the food that you're eating, like how much protein is it, what foods are higher in protein. Um, and especially when it comes to eating out, Lots and lots of places these days have their nutritional value of their meals on their websites. Um, you can download um, nutritional books. I mean, I have quite a few. If anybody wants one, you can just drop me a message. I have things like Costa Coffee, Burger King, um, Prezzo, um, Cafe Neuro, Burger King, McDonald's, KFC, all the big chains, uh, Five Guys, which is like eye-wateringly. Although I think if you go to Five Guys these days, I'm, I'm sure I've seen they have uh, the calories on their displayed on their boards on their menus. Um, so yeah, it, you know, just learning and thinking about it. It doesn't mean that you can never eat these foods, but just being aware that you know maybe having a Five Guys burger and chips on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday is probably not the best idea because they are so calorific. Um, and before you might not have thought it was as much as you thought it was. Um, and then you could maybe understand, okay, well, this might be the reason why I'm not losing weight like I thought I should be because it turns out I'm consuming way more calories than I thought I was. So just being aware of what is in foods can help you make slightly different choices. It doesn't mean you need to avoid all these foods forever because that is certainly not what you want to do, but it just means that you're able to make better decisions and choices at different times. And there will be times when you think, yeah, okay, I want that Five Guys burger because it tastes absolutely delicious and it's what I want to eat. You don't have to like call it a treat or a cheat meal, okay? It's just a delicious meal that you really like and you're going to eat it. Um, so that is one that people who are successful in their fat loss, weight loss goals 
learn about nutrition as they go along and are much more aware of the nutritional value in foods you know what foods fill them up like higher in protein for higher fiber foods um so yeah that's that's a really good tip um right a couple more that i'm gonna go through um and that is to take action regardless of motivation if you wait around for motivation you could be waiting for quite a long time um motivation is like a fair weathered friend it never shows up when you want it and action has to be performed for it to even appear so there some a way that um that we talk about of how to think of motivation is that you have to look at it a bit like a job so the paycheck your wages that you receive due to all the days that you go and show up for work do your job whatever that is that doesn't change because some days you have a great day at work and some days you have a bad day at work okay you still get paid for the amount of days that you show up at work if you have a bad day and don't show up at work you are not going to get paid so the progress is the same and comes through from all the days that you show up even when you're not motivated to show up so that means you have to go and do the things that need to be done on the good days and on the bad days and again this is not about being perfect that it's about knowing that there are days when you're not going to feel motivated to go to the gym but you're going to go anyway because you know it's in line with your health seeking goals and it's the person that you want to be you want to be somebody that is fitter stronger and healthier and to do that that means incorporating exercise into your daily weekly life so it's something that you have to do uh, to see the results that you want and it's the same with getting started getting started is the hardest thing taking that first step of getting started is the hardest bit once you take that first step then you've started the ball rolling okay and once you start the ball rolling kind of like a little snowball as it rolls down a hill it picks up and it gets faster and it gets more snow and it gets bigger and that's when you start to see the results and that is when you become motivated then because of the actions that you're doing because of the results that you are then seeing from the actions that you are taking that becomes then your motivation to carry on um and the last one i'm going to say is about making time this is something that people um which I probably should have mentioned in the one that people don't do, which is to make time. So the people that are most successful in fat loss and weight loss goals is making time for themselves, in however that looks. And that could be as simple as making time to eat the foods that they need to eat, to plan out their meals, to get some movement in their day every day, to make time for themselves whether that's you know having 
some time to meditate, whether that's making time to spend with your family, whether that means committing to finishing work on time and not just finishing off those last few emails that are still going to be there in the morning anyway and don't actually need answering until then. You know, it is about making time for the things that you want to achieve. It's all very well saying that you want all these things and then you put that excuse in front of you of going, I don't have the time. Well, there may come a point in your life where you no longer have the time at all and that choice has been taken out of your hands. So you can make time. You just might need to look at your your life as it is now and see what small changes that you can make. What boundaries can you set in place for yourself so that you can show up for yourself and be the best version of yourself? Because ultimately, that's what we all want. Um, so yeah, that about covers what I have. And these are experiences that I've come across through the people that I've coached uh, personally, one-to-one, the people that I talk to every day. Um, and I'm going to say it again, the most successful people that reach their goals of fat loss are the ones that plan. I really can't exaggerate that much more. If you can plan then you have always got something to fall out back on. It doesn't mean it's always going to go the way you think it's going to go, but just having that plan there can help enormously with the mindset. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you managed to take away a few tips and there were some things that resonated with you. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.